welcome to the Fulfillment and Fire podcast. It is your host and intimacy coach, Kira Bannister. And here on the podcast, we are raw, authentic, honest, and vulnerable, speaking into all things sexuality, relationships, intimacy, relationship with self, all the things. So if you want to elevate the relationships in your life, the relationship with yourself, and you just want to live an overall more fulfilled, sexy, and boss ass life, then you've come to the right place, my friend. Let's get into the episode. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Fulfillment and Fire podcast. It is your host, Kira Bannister, and we are back this week with another episode. But before we get into the episode, I introduced a new segment to the podcast last week, which I'm so freaking excited about. I just feel like it adds a little bit more like fun, just spicing it up around here, you know? So the segment is, look, I haven't really thought of a name for it yet, but at the moment I'm just calling it share of the week. So basically I just give you the number one thing that I took away from the week, the number one thing that I've been moving through for the week. Could be like a simple recommendation, or I also did say that um, I might even pull a tarot every once in a while as well for the collective because I love tarots and I pull them all the time. And if you know me, you would know that I am obsessed in a healthy way. So this week, we will just get straight into the share of the week. And this week, look, I was trying to decide which share to do because I have two and I decided to go for the more like less relevant one which is the galaxy light from Big W. (laughs) It's called the Genio and you get the app for it and it has like all these different settings and it just makes your room look so freaking cool at night. It's got like a blue light like a um a red light and it's just there's a few different settings and it just freaking it's such a mood, such a mood. And you can like change the settings on it. So you can like flash it so that it's like it flashes and like changes between all the different settings and all the different colors, which is a vibe as well. My favorite, my personal favorite is the blue setting because it's just a real like, I don't know, it's like a sexy mood or the red one is also quite like sexy as well. And the reason that I love it is just because I've just recently moved into a new room and when I moved in there, I intentionally wanted to make it like a drop-in space where I can really just relax. I feel like my old room felt very hustly and like masculine energy. It just wasn't really a space where you could just drop in and fully relax. So moving into this room, I really wanted to create a space where I can just like drop in, relax. It feels like a safe space and genuinely like this light is probably 50% of that, (laughs) like not even kidding. And I love like dancing with the light on and like at nighttime. It's just such a vibe. And yeah, it's just a real mood. So I got it from McW. It was like $25. And because like I always see these like galaxy lights on TikTok, and you probably know the ones that I'm talking about, but I always see them on TikTok. And I was looking at them one day and I was like, look, that is such a fucking mood. I want that. I need that in my bedroom. But then I went on the website and it was like 50 to $70 for a galaxy light. And I was like, look, like they look amazing. But at the same time, I don't particularly want to spend 
that much money on a galaxy light for my bedroom that I might not even like. So I decided to go to Big W and have a look if they had anything cheaper and they did. And so what you do is you get the app and then it just sets up via the Wi-Fi, like you use it via the Wi-Fi. So you just set it up on the app, put your Wi-Fi password in and you're just good to go. So it's super easy to set up. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a freaking mood. And I do like to, if you know me and you follow my Instagram, you would know that I like to get a bit sensual with my dance and I seduce myself in the mirror, lol. Um, and I just get real sexy, down and down and sexy. So I do that a lot. I do that to drop into my body. I do it to connect to my body more and just be more, a lot more intimate, intimate with myself. So it makes me feel fucking sexy. It makes me feel fucking confident. So I do it a lot. And when I am playing sexy music, I've got my blue or my red mood light on in my bedroom and I'm just having a good old sexy seductive dance with myself it is such a vibe and it just sets the whole scene it's amazing so that's my share for the week and I don't know what else to say about it I'm like trying to think of other things to say because I feel like that's a very quick share but that's okay that is my share of the week and I really really recommend that you go buy one it's the best thing I've ever purchased That might be a little bit of a a dramatizing statement, but we'll go with that. So go get your hands on one. Big W, $25. Absolutely amazing. Let's get into the episode. (laughs) This week, I just wanted to have a conversation around safety and in particular, building emotional safety within your body, within yourself, because this is something that I think not only myself, but a lot of the generation nowadays and the generations before really, really struggle with. And we learn from a young age, we are conditioned and programmed from a young age to suppress emotion to some degree. I think most most people that I know most of society these days have some wounds or some shadows around emotional expression because we were taught that it either wasn't okay or we were shamed for expressing emotion. We were told that it was weak, it's not okay, or we grew up in an environment where it actually just wasn't safe to be vulnerable and to actually share and feel our emotions. So, I feel like in some way or another, most people would have grown up with this wound, which leads to, in your later years, suppressing emotion. And so what happens when we suppress emotion is the energy gets stagnated in the body because everything is energy, right? Including emotion. Emotion is like, okay, so we hold such a high meaning onto emotions and it's all like what a meaning that we have like made up ourselves, right? It's just how we perceive it. But like emotion is literally just an energy passing through the body, whether that be anger, sadness, like frustration, happiness, whatever the fuck emotion it is, it's literally just an energy passing through the body. And so the way that I came to terms with like changing my perception around emotions and I guess like creating it 
a reality where it's actually okay to feel emotion was firstly by becoming really unattached to what that emotion means. So like we label sadness as a bad emotion or we label happiness as a, a good emotion. And like by putting these meanings on these emotions, we then feel shame for feeling the bad ones, quote unquote. And we feel we only feel good when we're feeling the good emotions, quote unquote. So when we can start to have a lot of unattachment around what the emotion actually is and what it means for us, when we can take that meaning away, it actually becomes a lot easier to start feeling your emotions and just letting them pass without judgment or shame. So firstly, I want to talk into a bit of like the conditioning around, I guess, like emotional intelligence and feeling your emotions. So when we look back, like way back through past generations, through not even not even our parents, but even our grandparents and their parents, like generationally, we are so emotionally suppressed. And that is because that's just how we've learned it. That's how we've been conditioned. That's how we've been programmed through generational trauma, right? So when we think back to like, I don't know, ages ago, ages ago in like the World War one or two, right? If people were to feel their emotions while they're in the war, and I'm sure so many, you can't tell me that they would be sitting there with no fucking emotion. They, you can't tell me that they're sitting there, literally shots being fired. They've been pulled away from their family and they're emotionless. That, that's just no, right? So they would have had to be suppressing so much emotion while they were in the war. Because if they were to show emotion, if they were to show vulnerability, that is literally a sign of weakness. They don't have fucking time to sit there and cry and grieve the fact that they have been pulled away from their family and they might not make it home. They don't have time to sit there and cry about that. Like they literally are in a war. It's like life or death, whether they, you know, like get the fuck up and get over it. So through things like that, generationally, we have been suppressed. They learned way back then that it actually wasn't safe to show emotion, be vulnerable and feel emotion because of the way the experiences that they had and all the traumas that they went through, etc. And I'm not even just talking about the war. Like there's so many instances like this where they were just generations way back were just taught that it was not okay to, and it's in some cases you just couldn't, like you actually just couldn't, or it would mean life or death. And so through that, those generations have passed those beliefs on and those realities onto their children. And then because that's what they learn, they pass those beliefs and those realities onto their children and so on and so forth. So we're getting to the stage now where we are a very emotionally suppressed generation. There are so many people who are so out of touch with their emotions. They just do not allow themselves to feel it. And if they do feel some emotion coming up, they avoid it, they push it back down, they just brush it off. And this actually leads to number one, obviously, like I said, stagnation in the body that all this energy of emotion that's not being felt, it's got to go somewhere. And because it's not being released, it's getting stored in the body. So we end up with this real big emotional buildup, energetic buildup in our bodies. And we get so many energetic blockages And what actually happens from that is we actually become numb. 
the more and more that we suppress our emotions, the more and more that we avoid actually feeling our emotions and, and letting them out, releasing them, letting go of that energy, the more and more that we do that, the number we become. And because we are not feeling the depths, we're not allowing ourselves to feel the depths of sadness, anger, frustration, because we've labeled them as bad emotions. We've labeled them as emotions that make you um, perceived as weak. Because we've labeled them that way and we've given those emotions that meaning, we actually shame ourselves for feeling that. And so shame is the number one safety repellent for feeling emotion. So we become really numb and because we are not experiencing emotions to that depth of anger, sadness, whatever it is, we actually numb ourselves from then experiencing the pleasure, the happiness, the joy, all the good things in life. And we just become really numb humans. And I know this because this was me. I just, I was one of those people that actually could not cry. Like sometimes I would feel like I wanted to cry, but my body just actually wouldn't let me. I'd be sitting at funerals and I literally not, I wouldn't shed a tear. And I just thought like, I genuinely thought I was just this cold hearted bitch that had no emotions, like genuinely. Cause I was actually shaming the fact that I couldn't show emotion because of all the suppression and all the shame that I'd placed on myself for feeling emotion in the past. Because I was brought up in an environment where I guess I was like taught that to just get over it and just push through and almost shamed for actually being sensitive and showing emotion and being passionate, all the things. It was like, you're too much, you're too emotional, you're too sensitive. And so that got very much shamed when I was younger. So I grew up shaming myself when emotions would come up. And so what happens then is when you are shaming yourself for feeling emotion, when you are judging yourself for feeling emotion, because you've always been taught that it's weak or that it's bad or that you can't do that because then, you know, it's a sign of weakness. Like when you've grown up that way, you then start to shame yourself and judge yourself for feeling those emotions when they do come up. And like I said, shame and safety cannot coexist. So what happens then on a deeper level at the level of our body, of our nervous system, is that we actually create a really unsafe environment in our bodies to feel emotion. Because the thing about the unconscious and the nervous system, they work together. The thing about the unconscious is that it will do everything in its power to protect you, to keep you safe. So if you have learned in the past that it is unsafe to be feeling your emotions, then that is exactly what the unconscious is going to keep you from doing. If it thinks that feeling emotion is unsafe, it's going to do everything in its power to keep you safe. And and in doing that, it means that you are suppressing. It will not literally physically let you feel emotion because it's so unsafe. And so time goes on, you keep suppressing, you keep shaming, you keep judging, and you just end up with this really unsafe environment inside of yourself. You become unable to actually hold emotion. You become unable to actually feel emotion. And that's why sometimes when we do numb ourselves that much and suppress ourselves that much, that is why 
we actually find that we become numb to everything. We actually just don't know how to cry. We actually just haven't cried in like three years. We actually just, I never feel happy. I just feel neutral all the time. This is why, because we numb ourselves through suppression. We numb ourselves to not only sadness and anger and frustration and all those things that we label as bad, but we also neglect ourselves from feeling the happiness, the pleasure, the joy, all the fucking amazing emotions in life. We also take away the ability to feel that as well because emotion is just energy, right? So the intensity of sadness is the same intensity as what happiness is. So if we are actually not allowing ourselves to feel the depth of those maybe not so much, not so enjoyable emotions, like we actually cannot hold the depth of emotion that in that's that intense, whether it be happiness or sadness. We cannot hold it because our body just isn't used to it because we, we've constantly suppressed our whole life. And so in really extreme cases and what happened to me is this can often lead to in like really traumatic instances or when you're going through something that's very like emotional and intense and you're very emotionally reactive, like a breakup or like, I don't know, a a loved one passing or something like that. Sometimes it can really end in a panic attack or anxiety attack or and this is how we develop anxiety as well is through actually not creating the safety in our bodies to feel our emotions i want to quickly interrupt this episode to speak to my masterclass that i'm running on sunday the 12th of february at 9 a.m eastern standard time if you're enjoying this episode you are going to absolutely want to be in this masterclass the masterclass is the safe human masterclass which i am so freaking excited to have this profound and deep conversation are based around building safety in the nervous system exactly about what we've been talking about in this episode building the safety in the nervous system unlearning those patterns and actually reconnecting back to our bodies and in turn building the ability to hold our emotions be there see ourselves and feel and hear ourselves right become so connected and then in turn actually be able to be the safe human for other people I get told in my coaching containers, I get told by my mentors that I am a fucking safe human being. And that is genuinely a reflection of the amount of safety, the level of safety that I have built within my own body, within myself, with the relationship with myself. In this masterclass, I'm going to share with you how to build the deepest level of safety that you can even possibly imagine, like more than you can imagine. The emotional element and building safety around the emotional element is only just scraping the surface. There is so much in this masterclass. It is jam-packed. It's going to be the most valuable and potent masterclass I have facilitated to date. I can just feel that. You know when you feel safe in your own body. You know when you are a safe human for those around you as well. The other people in your life can feel it. It's an energetic thing. And if you feel like you just fully are not that safe human for either yourself or the others in your life, then get in this masterclass. It's going to be so life-changing for you and I just can't wait to see you there. I will leave the link to purchase the masterclass in the show notes. I'm literally giddy with excitement for this. And with that, let's get straight back into the episode. 
emotional suppression is the cause of so many fucking things that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think of it's actually insane holding on to emotion can cause so many issues inside of the body it can cause so many diseases so many illnesses inside of the body because imagine all that energy just stagnated from just years of suppressing years of pushing it back down years of avoiding and so like i said we become really really disconnected from the body And when we are disconnected from the body, there is no safety in that. We cannot experience safety to its full potential within ourselves if we are so disconnected. It's impossible to feel safe with something that we're disconnected to. It's like saying that I feel safe around, I don't know, my friend, but we're just so fucking disconnected. It's like, it's actually impossible. I cannot feel safe around a friend that I'm disconnected to. I cannot feel safe around a partner that I've, I, I barely speak to, that I barely acknowledge. And so what happens then as well is when we actually don't know how to hold our own emotion, we then cannot hold others' emotions either. And when, especially when I was younger, my sister or like my friends would come to me really emotional, really upset. And I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to hold them in the emotion because I'd never had experience. I didn't know how to hold emotion. I'd never had experience in actually acknowledging emotion, actually seeing it, hearing it and loving it. So then when people would come to me crying, I'd literally just tell them to stop crying or I'd be like, oh, it'll be okay. Like, get over it. (laughs) It'll be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Or... Or I remember so many times where I would just like literally run away. Like I would notice that someone's about to cry, start like bawling their eyes out. And I would just literally pretend that I didn't see and then walk away so I don't have to deal with it. Like I just, it emotion made me that uncomfortable because I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle my own emotion. I didn't know how to hold my own emotion. So how the fuck was I going to hold anyone else's? Of course, I had no clue on how to be there for other people and really hold them and see them in their emotion because I literally didn't know how because I didn't do it for myself. And so the depth of which we can hold our own emotion is a depth of which we can hold others' emotions as well. So until we learn to hold our own emotions, acknowledge our emotions, see our emotions and fully hear them, we will never be able to do that for other people as well. We will always have this tension, this uncomfortability when we are dealing with emotional situations and this makes me so sad because it when we do this it makes the body a really unsafe place to be when we are disconnected from our body we are disconnected from life when we are disconnected from our body we cannot truly live in the present when we're disconnected from our body we cannot actually soak up and absorb everything that life has to offer when we become disconnected from our body we actually lose who we are when we disconnect from our body, we lose sight of our desires. We, we aren't even connected to our desires, our intuition and what we really want in life. And truly, I believe that is a really big reason why so many people are unfulfilled in today's society because they are so disconnected from their bodies that they actually just don't even know what lights them up. They don't know what makes them happy. They don't know what fulfills them. They don't know their passion because they're so fucking disconnected. They don't listen to their intuition. They, they don't even know how to hear their intuition because their body is so full of stagnated energy that their intuition is so fucking quiet. Their inner voice is so fucking quiet that they actually can't hear a single thing. And when there's no pleasure, there's no outlet 
inside of ourselves and we actually don't feel safe. We don't feel pleasure. We don't feel happiness inside of ourselves. We don't feel love inside of ourselves. That is when we start to seek those human needs, core needs from everything outside of us. And it can show up in the smallest little ways. It can show up in in food. Some people will go and find seek pleasure in food. It can show up in casual sex. A lot of people go and search for safety or that connection through sex because we don't have it within ourselves because we are so disconnected. It can show up in in so many small and subtle ways that we just don't even recognize until we can actually uncover these patterns. Now, when I talk about safety in the body, it's so much more than just being able to hold your emotions. There's so much to it, but it is a podcast episode. I'm not going to riff for two hours because that's not the vibe, but there's genuinely so much I can say to this. There's so many ways to reconnect with your body. There's so many ways to slowly strengthen the safety within your body, slowly create the safety in your fucking nervous system. And when we have this level of unsafety in our nervous system, we find that we become really, really uncomfortable and anxious and tense in uncomfortable situations, such as, for example, going to an event alone and not knowing anyone. Like something like that, if you have no safety in your nervous system, can absolutely send you. Something like, I don't know, going to a new gym for the first time. Something like that can absolutely send you and dysregulate the fuck out of you because you don't have that safety in your nervous system to hold it. Like I said, this is where we get anxiety. This is where we get depressed even and we get really, really flustered and dysregulated in little, little situations. And actually the only way to build that safety back up and start really strengthening the safety and building that, creating that safety in your nervous system is actually by exposing yourself intentionally into controlled, uncomfortable situations. And I'm not telling you here to like go and fucking put yourself out there in front of a serial killer and, you know, like that's just fucking dangerous and that's just no, but like little intentional actions where we can actually put ourselves out there and put ourselves in uncomfortable situations intentionally. Something as small as like going to an event on your own, something as small as going and visiting a gym for the first time, a new gym for the first time, little things like that, meeting someone new. It's going to look different for absolutely everyone because everyone has their own threshold. Everyone is a different person. They all have different interests and they have different fears, blah, blah, blah. So what makes me uncomfortable is probably not what's going to make you uncomfortable. So it's really, really important that you discern between like, okay, what would be a little bit, a little bit of a stretch for me right now? Put me out of my comfort zone, but not dysregulate the fuck out of me. How can I start learning to build my tolerance to uncomfortable situations so that when they actually arise in everyday life, because they fucking do all the time and whether we like it or not, we can't fucking control what's going to happen to us. So all we can do is control the way that we regulate our emotional intelligence, all we can do is control what's happening inside of our bodies. All we can do is create that safety so that when we do get thrown into chaos in in everyday life or in certain situations, because that's just life, we actually have the fucking safety in our nervous system to be able to hold it, to be able to remain grounded, to be able to remain regulated in the chaos. 
and the more and more we expose ourselves to uncomfortable situations on purpose, we start to build that tolerance. We start to strengthen that safety in our nervous system and tell our nervous system that's okay. I survived that. I can survive this. And the unconscious, when you actually put yourself in situations like that and you come out of it unscathed, you come out of it untraumatized, the unconscious literally says, oh, look, she did it. We, we can do it. We actually can put ourselves outside of our comfort zones. It's fine. I got me. And the more and more we do that, the stronger that little voice gets. Because when you have no safety in your body, in your nervous system, no self-trust, we start to want to control everything and anyone outside of us, outside of ourselves. Because we don't have that safety and stability internally, we start to try and create that externally, which is just absolutely impossible. And it's, it's like a losing battle. It's literally impossible to control people and other things. So like I said, the only way out of that is to create that safety in our bodies, create that safety in our nervous systems. It's so, so fucking important. And by creating safety, it also strengthens self-trust. Self-trust and safety, I feel like are very closely interlinked. So the more that we can build safety, the more that we build self-trust. The more that we build self-trust, the more that we build safety. And the way that we do that is by literally being a fucking rock solid human, a rock solid anchor for ourselves so that no matter what situation we are put in, we just know that we've got us. It's like a safe place to come home because we just feel so fucking safe within ourselves that we actually don't seek that externally. And that right there is the most empowering feeling I've ever experienced in my life. The day that I went through the breakup and I poured my fucking heart out. Usually that's something I would suppress. Even even a breakup. I would literally not let myself cry. I let myself cry. I nurtured my, myself through the whole thing. I spoke to myself. I spoke to my inner child. I held myself and really saw myself in that emotion. And I just reassured myself that I was safe. I've got me. And it's okay. It's okay to feel. It's safe to feel. You are fine. You are actually okay and you will survive this feeling, this emotion. It's actually a safe thing to do now. And it, it does take a little bit to reprogram because it's like a bodily thing. It's like if you've been suppressing for like 20 years, 25 years of your life, it is going to take a little bit to reprogram the nervous system, to reprogram the brain. But once we have the awareness about that, we actually gain the opportunity to create a new reality. And so that's exactly what I did. And when I felt this breakup, it was, it was fucking painful. It was like, I know why they call it a heartbreak now. Like it is painful, right? But an emotion that intense would have sent me into a panic attack in the past. And the fact that I held myself in that for the first time ever in such an intense emotional situation, I held myself in that, saw myself in that and created so much safety for me to actually be able to feel that was some powerful shit. Like genuinely pivotal, absolutely pivotal, phenomenal. And so this is why it's so important because if we just go our whole lives unable to feel, literally not letting ourselves feel, shaming ourselves, judging ourselves for feeling, like we are literally just going to, we are literally just going to walk through life as these numb human beings that just don't feel, that aren't connected. And there's such a beautiful, beautiful side to life 
when we can actually start connecting, when we can actually start feeling to the full capacity that we can feel, to the full potential that we can feel. Guarantee whatever the depth of of emotion that you are feeling right now, you can experience deeper than that. It's like safety is not a destination. Building that safety is not a destination. It's like this constant thing of like, we reach a new threshold and then we build more. And then we reach that threshold and then we build more. It's like, it's never this destination. It's like, we always have the capacity to feel and experience more. And that to me is so fucking worth the reprogramming, the reconditioning, all the things, the relearning. It's just about unlearning the way that we we were taught to see emotion, the way that we were taught to make emotions mean about us, what they actually are, the way that we perceive them. It's about unlearning all of that, everything that we know and seeing emotion for what it actually is. It's just energy. It's just energy that wants to pass through the body. We are human beings. That's what we are meant to do is feel. That's what we were put here to do. It's literally what we're put here to do is feel and experience. And when we when we neglect ourselves from that opportunity, that it, it yeah, it's like we're not even experiencing life to to its full, fullest potential. And we don't get to experience that joy because we're also not letting ourselves feel that sadness. Like I said, I could riff on this topic for so long and it goes so much deeper than the emotional element as well. Building safety is not just about the emotional element. There's so much more to it. But I'll leave it there because otherwise we'll be here literally all day. If you feel called and if you enjoyed this episode, if you can resonate with anything in this episode, you are going to absolutely love the Safe Human Masterclass. Like I said, I will leave the link in the show notes to purchase that one. And it's going to be the most profound and just deep, intimate, just amazing conversation that I've ever facilitated. And I just know this to be true. But if, yeah, if you're feeling called, please join me and join the beautiful women that are already in the container next Sunday, the 12th at 9am Eastern Standard Time. So join the container if you're feeling called. And otherwise, I am going to end the episode here. I hope you all have the most amazing afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing. I'm spreading so much love to you. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for being here, listening to my voice. It's such an honor that you've taken the time, the energy, all the things to be here. And with that being said, I will speak to you in the next episode.